Welcome to Dadding It Podcast, where each week we meet a dad who discusses the reality of dadding it. In today's episode, I talked to Ben, and Ben talks to us about his transition from working in a role in management to working for himself and becoming a tiler. He also opens up about having um, two girls with hearing impairment, so what that's like, and the supports they've had in place around that. And he also opens up about social media, and we have an interesting discussion on um, the concerns of social media and what that's looking like as our children get older and keeping on top of that as parents. So enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Danning It podcast. It's another week, it's another dad, and I have another Ben on the show. I've had a few Bens, but hi Ben, how are you? Good mate, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for coming on the show. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about you as a dad and what you do? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, um, I'm 40 in about a month and a half. <laughs> I've, oh, got two, <laughs> I've got two two girls. One's four, one's nine. Um I'm in building construction. I'm, I'm tiling at the moment. I've done a whole bunch of different things from management, yeah, back down to just back into my trade. Um, I don't know. We've, we've just moved down to, well, we just haven't just moved down, but we've moved down to Phillip Island about three years ago because we wanted to be, wanted to um, bring the kids up on the coast and we haven't really looked back. It's been a great few years. So, yeah, I guess that's it, that's it in a nutshell, really. Yeah, cool. Um, so with being a dad of two girls and um, working, like, how do you manage that, that work-life balance with the family and being a dad and getting your work done? Like, how do you find that? Do you get to see the kids much? Well, to be honest, having started back working for myself for probably a year and a half now, it's been a lot easier because I am obviously a lot more flexible, which has been great. Um, it's actually been really good, to be honest with you. Before that, I found it really difficult um, juggling work, working, working the kids, especially commuting and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I guess that the added flexibility now it just makes life so much easier. You know, we can even get home a bit earlier or whatever and take the girls down to the beach or whatever the case may be. So it's actually been really, really good lately, to be honest. That's so was that part of the decision in, in going out on your own? Was that what you wanted to be around and have more flexibility with the family? Was that part of the move? Absolutely. Absolutely. And not being such a slave to it, slave to, to, to work, you know. Yeah. If, I, if I'm tired or if I need a, a day, I take it. Or, if you know, if the family needs a day to go do something, we can do that. So it's a nice place to be in, for sure. And was taking that plunge hard? <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's scary, I, I guess, because, you know, having built a career in management and then going back to a degree, if, I mean, it sounds like going back, but it, it kind of isn't because it's sort of like, you know, starting your own business. So it's scary. And first few months, probably the first six months, was really tough, obviously, financially. It, it, it's an adjustment because it's mm. not regular pay and stuff like that. Once you get through that, sort of, yeah, everything sort of starts to calm down and you just sort of do your thing and 
do your family thing as well and think, right? To be honest with you, the last year, year and a half has been the best, I reckon, on record, for sure. That's so good to hear. Um, What would some some of your fondest dad memories be? Oh, definitely travelling. So we've taken the girls to, like, Thailand and Bali and things like that and and even local trips, but I I think that they, they definitely are the most fondest memories. Um, just exposing them to different cultures and taking them out of sort of the bubble and, and their comfort zone is is definitely is definitely where it's at for us. Travel is huge for us. Obviously, last year probably not so so much with COVID or whatever. But in saying that, we just had a great trip up to up to New South Wales, up to Byron Bay, and did a lot of bunch of camping. Had a had a good month off for the girls, and it was great because you know we like to connect and reconnect and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, travel is huge for us. Yeah, awesome. That's such a good thing for to do as a family as well. Um, yeah. What would be some of your biggest struggles with dating it? Um, well, as you would know, both our girls are hearing impaired. Um, so that's definitely the biggest challenge for us. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes in and amongst and around it. It's... It, they're very special kids and, and you know, as far as the disability is concerned, it's probably, you know, it's not debilitating in any any respect. Um, but there's a lot of emotions that sort of emanating now with our eldest, you know, social inclusion stuff is a big, is a tough one. Mm. Um, uh, just self-doubt, you know, there's some psychological stuff going on. So they're probably the biggest challenges. And obviously you've just got your speech, you know, speech impediment as well. So um, trying to educate people around what it is, whether it be school or friends or family and, and how best to communicate with the kids and, and, and for them, you know, like, you know, trying to give them every opportunity they, you know, they need and, and kind of deserve can be tough as well so uh, it's probably the biggest challenge for us as a family do you feel you've had um have you had to do lots of reading around that obviously and do you feel you've had a good support network like with that side of things yeah absolutely i mean i think living in australia sometimes we take for granted but the, the support that we receive in australia is, is amazing to be honest with you um through the national disability insurance scheme um so you know you can get you can tap into speech therapy or i mean there's a whole range of of specialists that you can you can sort of tap into and and there's funding available so Mm. there's and and support like even if you just wanted to go if we needed to go and see a psychologist for example that's covered so it's it's a huge support network available Um, we're a little bit isolated down in phillip island obviously so um there's not as much as we possibly would like, but having lived in the city earlier with Billy, um, you know, and going through the process earlier with her, we actually, we, you know, we're quite, we, we understand quite a bit as to what we need to do for, say, Piper, the younger one. Um, so, you know, there's a whole range of activities and stuff that we can do to promote speech and, and things like that. But, yeah, getting back to your point, yeah, amazing support network. Absolutely, but and education is definitely there. So yeah, feel very blessed, and I think that that sort of has emanated through to Billy for sure. You know, she's she's blossoming, and she's a great kid, and 
you know, some people don't even realise that she's she, that she wears hearing aids. So, mm. yeah, I think yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Ben. And um, what about funny dad moments? Have you got some funny dad moments to share? Oh yeah, there's a few. Um, we we sort of we're a bit of a jokey sort of happy go family, I guess. I mean, I tend to play a bit of a game with the kids where I tend to bash my head in with, with the door, <laughs> which sounds a bit psychotic, but it's not. It's just, I don't know, <laughs> a bit of goofball sort of stuff. And also, we play sort of hide and seek, and I, I tend to terrorise and scare the crap out of them, but. They, they tend to like it and love it. So. Yeah, they seem yeah. to like the being scared thing, don't they? I always like jump out of them from behind the door and stuff, my kids. And, and then they just keep asking to do it again. It seems to be part of a game they enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're fun kids. They're good kids. Yeah. Um, and... What about connection with other dads? Is that something you, you do, you have where you are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, I've got some really close mates that the dads obviously that, you know, if we need to talk about stuff, we do. Um, but, you know, it's something that I definitely would like to, to sort of work on more. Um, I guess what, the last couple of years we've been renovating our house pretty heavily, so a lot of spare time has been going into that, to be honest with you. But that's all starting to calm down. So, um, yeah, this year I'd like to do some more stuff like that, yeah. more sort of play that sort of stuff down the beach and that's really yeah yeah, yeah awesome. um have you got a best dad joke to share with us i've got one i don't i don't know how good it is um one eye what did one eye say to the other eye no idea between you and me between you and me something smells <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Oh, that's a good one that is a good one <laughs> that's my go-to <laughs> oh, I like that. I'll share that one with the boys. Um, Never seem to forget that. <laughs> and um, it, with your work, I guess you obviously get to be home for bedtime and stuff. Is um, books? Have you got a favourite book that you like to read to the kids? Yeah, yeah. There's one. It's called um, Doctor Dog, and it's by Babette Cole. Yes. It's about this, this dysfunctional family, the Gumboyle family. Um, and as the, the name suggests, they've got a, a, a pet dog who's a, who's a doctor. But one kid scratches his bum and then sucks his thumb and then he gets bugs in his tummy and yeah. the granddad, granddad eats too many beans and drinks too much beer and blows the roof off the house and at least the dog having to take an extended vacation or something like that. So, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, that that. Thank you for reminding me of that book. I'd totally forgotten about that book. That is a it's a good book to remind kids about washing their hands. <laughs> the gum boils. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. Yeah. Um, and if there was any words of wisdom that you'd like to pass on to any dads out there, like what do you? I mean, you've been doing it a while now. Bit of a dab hand at dadding. Um, what would you? What would you pass on to? Um, uh, look I think for mine um, the school the school systems changed so the traditional education system which we were brought up on which sort of worked in tandem with parents in respect to things like you know discipline and things like that along those lines has changed a lot 
um, to to a point where kids aren't really told that they're wrong and things like that, which is which is obviously where the science is going or the rest of it. But I think there's more, it puts more emphasis on, on the parents to sort of instill certain values and, and things at home. Um, and I think that sort of leads into the, to the social, um, I'm not trying to say social media sort of stuff as well, is that, you know, you need, it needs to be a time to sort of put the clamps on and, and be able to, to really say that to your kids and, and teach them you know, a bit more, there's a bit more emphasis, I think, on, on the parents in that regard. So I don't know. I, I, I watched that documentary, The Social Network, and, you know, girls at age, I think, age 10, you know, suicide is now a statistic. It's not even just a, an anomaly. It's, it's now a statistic. Um, that kind of scares me a lot, and I think that's you know I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are, on your podcast have been talking about social media. I'm, I'm sure, but um, I think it, it works in in in, um, in tandem with with the values that you instill. To be honest, mm. yeah, I think that's so true. And I think for many parents, it's going way too fast for them to keep up with it, and the kids then are picking it up and taking it away further ahead and then parents are playing catch up I think our advice from schools has always been to be doing it side by side and stay on top of what they're doing and do it yourself so you know what they're in to, to keep yeah. on top I mean you want your kids to be independent 100% you know mm. you don't want to be like a Nazi parent sort of thing but yeah, totally. you have to have a level of control because they're not getting it at school at least I don't, I don't feel they are yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but I mean, every every teacher is different, every scenario is different. Of course, every kid's different, but I just feel that it's something that we as parents don't really know or understand a lot about because we didn't experience that when we were a kid, when we were at school. Mm. Yeah, it's we, a real unknown area. Yeah. yeah. If we were wrong or we were doing the wrong thing, we were told so. Unfortunately, the teachers are a little. Um, their hands are tied a little bit in that regard these days. You could probably, you know, talk more about that, Liam, than, I, than what I know, but that's just what we've noticed and experienced. Sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing to discuss. And, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> there's a lot of dads with kids of varying ages listening to the show right now, you know, grappling with that or starting to think about that. I know it's something I, my kids are still out of that age of like hardcore devices being around them all the time and the phone situation. But yeah, it's definitely something I'm not looking forward to, but I guess it's something I'm definitely going to be educating myself on as I keep going through those different developmental stages with the kids. And I mean, the social, I mean, obviously technology and information, um, you know, technology is important for their, you know, their upbringing because that's where that's where everything's sort of going to. You know, like they they need to be across it. They need to be able to to do it and, and do it well. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I I, I don't think I, I have the perfect, you know, perfect method or anything like that. I don't think any of us do. I think it's just something to be aware of and, and keep an eye. Yeah, totally. Good advice. Um, 
Ben, it's been such a pleasure catching up with you and chatting, dadding it. Um, thanks so much for giving up your evening to talk, mate. No, right, of course. No worries. Thank you. Pleasure. You take care. And you, mate. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to Dadding It Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please pass it on to another dad who you feel would get something from listening to other people's stories. And if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, could you just leave a review? It would be much appreciated. Tune in next week to hear from another dad and their story. Cheers.